0: All right, the good nerf Today's daf is daf, hey. Okay, we're up to daf, hey, And we are on the very top line of 5A in Megillah. We're up to the words, Amar Rav. And just to remind ourselves, we're actually having a new conversation, but just to remind ourselves of where we ended off, to get our heads back in the sugya, The Gemara just mentioned that even though we move the day of the Megillah, sometimes from the 14th day of Adar um, to other days, The only mitzvah that moves with the Kriyas Megillah is Matanis Lev the gifts to the poor, because the poor people expect that their their money is going to come when the Megillah is read. However, as far as the actual Simchas Purim, that will remain on the 14th day of Adar. Okay, that stays. The only thing that changes is Kriyas Megillah and Matanas Lev Here we go. Amar Rav. All right, last words on the top line. Rob says, Megillah Bizmana, whenever you're going to read the Megillah in its proper time, now what's the proper usual time? 14th day of Adar for most of the world, and the 15th day for Wall City. So whenever the Megillah is read at its proper time, even a yachid can read the Megillah. However, if you're ever reading the Megillah outside of its proper time, you need to have a minion. Alright, you can need to have a minion of people together. That is the opinion of Rav Ravasi Yamar. Ravasi says, "Bein Bismana you always need a minion in order to be Yotzei, the mitzvah of Megillah. Havi the it once happened, Rav Laha de Ravasi. And Rav was nervous. He really means he was weakened. He was a little sick, he was bothered. Um, in to do the mitzvah according to Ravasi. What does that mean? Rav was lenient, right? Rav had originally told, Rav, not originally, but Rav told us that whenever the Megillah is read in its proper time, you don't need a minion. But since Rav Asi argued, Rav was strict, and Rav would be concerned for Rav Asi's opinion. Okay, but it seems he's still following the halacha that by a, when Megillah is read in its proper time, one person. When it's read outside of its proper time, you need templates. Says the Gemara, is that true? Let's get going. Did Rav say such a thing? But the son of Rav Shmuel said, Mishmei in the name of Rav. So he's quoting Rav. And how did he quote Rav for the following opinion? Purim shachal If the fourteenth day of Adar falls out on Shabbos, erev Zmanom, Friday is considered the new normal. It's considered the new normal time. Now, Arab Shabbos manam are you considering Friday to be the regular time? What do you mean? It's not the regular time. Friday is the 13th day of Ador. V'ha Shabbos Manamu, but Shabbos is the usual, usual time. El Olav. So what are you going to explain to me? Hachikam, are you going to say that this is what, this is what we meant? Shalay Bizmanam, Kizmanam, that when you read it outside of the 14th, meaning you're reading it on Friday on the 13th, Kizmanam. It's like I'm reading it in the proper time and you see that Rav's opinion is, just like on a usual day, you're allowed to read it as individually, you're allowed to read as one person, even outside of its proper time, and this circumstance is gonna be Friday, you can read it, you can read it uh, uh, individually. Stigobara has a challenging question, and let's reiterate what the question is outside. Okay, we're at a question mark. What's the question? In the way we started the Gemara on the top of today's Zomur, Rav had said that whenever the Megillah is read in its proper time, you could do it individually. And outside of the proper time, that's when you need a minion. Uh, We find that Rav, when Purim falls out on Shabbos, considers Friday to be the usual time. In the same way in its usual time, you could read it privately. Even outside of its usual time, you could read it privately. So what's Rav's opinion? Outside of its usual time, do I need 10 or not? That is the Gemara's challenge over here. And for the Gemara, the Gemara answers. The Gemara says, no, you're not understanding properly. Here's how it works. When it comes to reading the Megillah on, again, Purim fell out on Shabbos and we moving it to Friday. So on that Friday, when it comes to Megillah, Megillah Rav will agree you need a minion. What does it mean that, Friday is the usual time. It means the Afuqaymi the Rebbe. just coming to exclude and let us know he's not following the opinion of Rebbe, the Amar Hayov and Yaris who says that once the villagers are moving from the usual 14th day of Adar, Yitzchuli and you move all the way to Thursday. Ashmalans. So Rab wants to tell us a Chiddush, which is the Arab Shabbos, who, that even Arab Shabbos, when Purim falls out on fourteen, when Purim falls out on Shabbos, when the fourteenth falls out on Shabbos, Friday is the new norm, even for the villagers. Okay, so granted, they might be able to move ahead till Thursday. But the but even though they're going to be reading Thursday, the new norm, the new normal time, and the laws that they need to follow on Friday is con- that's like the new Purim as far as Mikra Megillah period. End of that Gemara. We're now up to the Mishnah on. Hey, Ahmed Aleph, here goes the mission, all right? And there's going to be such a beautiful, beautiful message. What At what point do you move from being a town to being an unwalled city? Lakewood, New Jersey is probably still considered a township, all right? Certainly the roads there seem to be like it's a township. But the amount of people, it ain't a township. Okay? So at what point in, in, in Halacha, as far as Mikra Megillah, is somebody considered a townsperson, like a small shtetl, at a town, we'll call it at a town. And when do you become an in-towner? When do you become part of a uh, unwalled city person? Let's so listen to this beautiful message of the Mishnah. or gadola. What is considered a full-fledged city? A Jewish city called Sheyeshba Asara Any city where you have 10 Batlonim. What is a Batlon? We refer to a Batlon as somebody who wastes their time, right? That was, uh, that, that was what my father would tell me. Stop being a, a Batlon over here, you know? But you know what Asara Batlonim is? Rashi tells us something fascinating it's 10 people who are hired by the city to be in the show morning and evening. When a, which tells us a few things, uh, uh, to me personally, two things. First of all, that every city is responsible to make sure there's people learning Torah day and night. Even more importantly, how about this? They should be hired. Uh, uh, is what's considered an established Jewish city? When the city can afford to hire asara batlanim to be in the shul day and night then that's you're on the map of torah you're on the map okay you can you can support you can support asara batlanum in your city they're there they're sitting there they're taking care of you that's a city pachos mikan less than that all right you might be a nice place but haray zekfar that is considered a town it's not considered a full-fledged city so um about the about these days we say meaning when it comes to mikra megillah we said you should always read the megillah before purim right we don't push off the megillah till after we're always going to read it before Avol zman but when it came to offering and bringing the wood for them is if let's say their day fell out on shabbos the tish above, or let's say tish above, falls out on Shabbos. Chagiga, or the carbon chagiga that was brought with the yomtiv, Hakel, and gathering together on hakel, which we know was done on the first Sukkot after a shemitah year, so um, they used to do that the first not the first day of cholamayt Sukkot. If that fell out on Shabbos, you know what happened in these scenarios. ve'lay Magdiman. We would push We push off Tisha B'av, we push off Hakel, we push off bringing of the wood, which we made a whole shebang, a whole party with. That gets pushed off till Sunday. It, goes, it gets pushed off a day later. As opposed to what we're saying with the Megillah reading that we're always pushing it a day earlier. Now, says the Mishnah to explain, even though we are now saying, when it comes to Mikra Megillah and... We know that the Matanaslav um, goes hands in hand with Megillah, even though we say we push it earlier and not later. Mutarim behaspid ubatinas Listen to this. Umat yeah. It is mutter to have hespedim, to fast, and we do Yainim. So listen to this, it's very interesting. Let's say Purim falls out on Friday. Or let's give a better example. Purim falls out on Wednesday. yud Gimel Adar falls out Wednesday. When are the townspeople going to read Megillah? On Monday, before, right? They're going to read on yud Beis. Says the Mishnah, even though they're reading the Megillah, if there's a levaya, they could go straight and give a eulogy. Your day is not changed to a day of sadness. Your day is not changed, I'm sorry, to a day of gladness. It doesn't take on all the halachas of Purim. It only takes on that we read the Megillah now. But as far as kindness and Hespedim and things that otherwise on a, on a Purim you're not allowed to do, you're allowed to do it on Yud Bezadar. Okay? Even though I'm reading the Megillah. Very interesting. Um, Amrev Yehuda Rav says, A when do we say you can read the Megillah before Yud Dalit and Tesvav? That's only for a town where their people who are going in from Monday and Thursday. That's only for a town where their people are going in from Monday and Thursday. You can only read it on the usual time. So if your town is not type of town that's dependent on going in Monday-Thursday, then you either need to hear the Megillah on 14th or 15th in your current location, or go to the big city and hear the Megillah. Okay, and to the Mishnah. Let's get into the Gemara. Tonal. We learned in Ebrisa. Asara batlonim. What are ten batlonim? means shebebeisach. Ten people who are hired... And ensured by the community that they're sitting in the shul morning and evening. As far as the Hilchah's Megillah, we say we push it earlier and not later. My time. Why don't we push off the Megillah reading if it falls out on Shabbos? Amar of Abba Mershavu, Krosh, Pasuk, You're not allowed to pass over. You can't go later than the days of Purim, right? And this is a Pasuk in Megillah's Esther. So it's specific... To the, the law of Megillah And Rabbi says the name of Shmuel as well Another halacha separate But it's the same We'll call it author Same person we're quoting How do you know we don't count days to a year It's very interesting We know on our Jewish calendar year There's 354 days a year 354 days in a lunar year Okay Now does it need to be like that And I'll, I'll give you an example what if it's the 12th month of the year and Adam come to testify that it's Rosh Chodesh? And we know if we establish Rosh Chodesh now, it's going to come out this year had 353 days. You understand? Do we say, oh, no, a lunar year needs 354. Says R- Rav Abba Marshmull, No. A year is not defined by the amount of days. A year is defined by the months. Don't worry about the amount of days. What matters is the months. That's it. It's the months of the year. It's the months that decide how long a year is, yam And it's not the days in the year that decide the year. the of and the Rabbanim of Kissaria, say. In the name of Rabba, how do we know it's not important to calculate month, uh, um, uh, uh, hours to months? Now we know. Remember, we've learned this particularly in Rashana, but it's brought up on numerous places throughout Shas. That how often does the moon renew itself? Every twenty-nine days, twelve hours, forty-four minutes, and three and a half seconds. That's how often it renews itself. So maybe I should say, you know, every Rosh Hoda should go by the amount of hours that the moon renews itself. How do we know that it goes by day? You ever thought about this? We went through the whole Rosh Chodah. You ever think about maybe, why can't you have that if they, if they see the new moon in the afternoon, let today be the last day of the last month and the first day of the next month? If the new month works by hours, why not? So the Rabbana DeKisri quoted Reb to say, no. Months do not get determined by hours. Rather, It's the days. Uh, I'm sorry. A month of days, which teaches us days are what decide what makes the month. And it's not the exact calculated hour that decides when the month is up and when the month renews itself. Okay, beautiful, two dots. Next, the Mishnah said, "Avol." But even though we're we're pushing Megillah forward because of Lo Yavar, there are other halachas when they fall out on Shabbos, we're going to push it off until Sunday. For example, Zman Kaihanim, when people would come to donate the new wood for the Mizbeach, V'tishuba. If falls out on Shabbos, gets pushed off to Sunday. The Chagiga and the of the Yom Tovim, V'ha'kel Ma'achrim V'leimakdim, we push it off and we don't make it earlier. Says the Gemara, Tisha you understand why you push off Tisha B'Av, we're not going to make Tisha earlier. If it falls out on Shabbos, we're not going to make Tisha Thursday or Friday. You know why? We're not going to make any bad times earlier. We're not going to bring any negative timing towards us. We'd rather push it off. Interesting what the message could be with this. Because you know it's going to be Tisha B'av. It's going to be Tisha B'av anyway, right? So you might, you know, some of us might say, so get it over with. No. Instead of having it on Tisha B'av, do it on Zayim B'Av. You know what? No. A Yid doesn't bring Puranas earlier into the life. Shaval all Let it go. Chagiga and Hakel, which seems to be good things, da akati lo'imato the reason why we don't make that any earlier is because it's not yet time for them to bring their wood and bring their karbachagiga and therefore it's um, and therefore it'd be inappropriate to make it earlier. And let's talk outside for a moment how this works. It's very interesting. And I'll give you an example from brismila. Okay. A child needs to wait till the eighth day to get the brismila. If you do a bris on day 7, it's not even called a bris mila. But if, what if you do a bris on day 9? It's called a bris mila. You missed the proper time, but you could still do it because the time of bris mila already reached. It's day 7, too early. But once you reach day 8, from here on forth, you're in the league of bris mila. It should have been the 8th day, but if you didn't, you can keep going. That's what we're saying here with the wood as well. I'm sorry, with the, um, with the Chagiga and the Hakel. You can't do it earlier because it's not its time yet. We didn't explain the wood yet. But as far as the Chagiga and the Hakel, okay, once you, you have to wait for the time to reach, Shabbos, all right? So now the time's there. We'll now do it on Sunday. Tanah, we learned the Chagiga, but calls Chagiga Whenever we come to Chagiga, and anything that comes along with the Chagiga and this man Chagiga, we always push it off. Pishlum chagiga. It makes it the chagiga the mikla because if it would if yom tif would fall out on Sunday ma'achrin long levasar shabbata we would push it off till uh, if it would fall out I'm sorry on Shabbos we'd push it off till after Shabbos el zman chagiga mahi. What do you mean by the zman chagiga? What's considered the proper time to offer the chagiga? Rav Ayshia, Rav says, says This is what the brisa means. This is what the brisa means. Chagiga bis Shabbos va'aylas when the karva chagiga falls out on Shabbos or the Aylasriiya, right which is what we brought when we were ayla rega even on Yumtif we bring it dzman chagiga ma'achren it's considered the it's considered the proper time and therefore ma'achren and therefore we will postpone it because that time continues to be in place. So now, says the Gemara, by the way, just before we continue, there's a little bit of a tangent, but uh, there's a cute little misa on the karbon, uh, on carbon reia When I was learning in Rav Nassim Stein's yeshiva in Lakewood, so my Rebbe's father-in-law, who was a Rebbe in a particular yeshiva to be unnamed, uh, as of now, you'll see why. He, uh, he came and spoke to us. He's a big kanoi. He's very, uh, very chash Big big uh, Ebed Hashem. Um, he's a Rebbe in a real stark Yeshivisha place, hardcore Yeshivasha place. So he davens from an art school sitter. This Rebbe Daven's from an art school sitter. And if Mamish irked the Bakrim to no end. He's giving a top-notch hardcore Mamish eyonshir, and their Rebbe has to use an art scroll translated gemara. So they came to make a machal and to talk to they came to protest. They're gonna pick it. It's pasnisht. Yeah, it's unbecoming of the Rebbe to be using a Hebrew-English sitter. Okay? So this is the story. This Rebbe's telling us this story. I was in first year of a Spanish Stein. He comes, he's giving us a shmooze down the door. So he says, he told this Talmidim, he says, I understand what's bothering you. He'll make you a deal. I'll open up the sitter to the beginning of Davidim, and I'll open up to a very common paragraph. It was like three, four guys standing around. He says, if you can give me every translation correct on the page, you're chashu Yeshiva guys. Yeah? You've been learning uh, Chomish and Gemara for a long time. If you can translate everything on the page, I'll stop using my art school sitter. Of course. Deal. So he opens up the sitter to elu devarim shir. We say this paragraph every morning. So he says, okay, elu devarim. Here you go, elu devarim Shen shir. These are the things that have no measure. And these boys are translating. He says, paya, what's paya? Peah, hey, uh, ah, oh, corner. The, the corner you got to leave over, bikurim. And bikurim, right? What's bikurim? Oh, the first fruits. Vaharayon. They say, pregnancy. There's no limit to pregnancy. Harayon, in Hebrew means to be pregnant, but in that context, vaharayon is referring to the carbon reiya, right? The carbon that we bring when we go and we see. The base She says, "I got you, go away. Finished. I'm done." <laughs> he says, "If you want, I'll buy each of you an art school sitter." <laughs> All right, that's my uh, that's my story that I remember from the shmos. Yeah, never too halig to to learn a little bit more. Okay, here we go. Money. So says the Gemara. Who is the author of our Mishnah? It says the Gemara. Beishamai. It's the pin of Beishamai. The tonight we learned in the Mishnah. Beishamai Yomrim. says, we bring a shlamim on yom Tif, even though we don't actually lean on it on yom Tif, That part of the hakrava is pushed off because you're not allowed to lean on animals. It's the rabbanon But we don't bring a we don't bring the ilis. So and says no. shlamim chaleim that you're allowed to do all of these things. As you're allowed, to, you're allowed to bring these carbonas, and you are allowed to do the smicha as well. And therefore, everything. Uh, everything comes into play. Okay, bottom line is, we're saying the author of the Mishnah is going to be Beishama, because otherwise, Besol is going to allow these carbonists to be brought. Rav Amar, Rabbi says, Chagigah kolzman de ma'achren. He says, no. Right. According to Besol, we're going to keep the karbon chig in its place. That's why Besol can't be the detain. Rav says, A Chagigah kolzman ma'achren. You're allowed to push it off throughout the Yom Tfeilai. But once Tov is over, you can't bring Karba Chagig anymore. That's not within the Mishnah. Mi chag arishin the person did not bring his Karba on the first day of kula. You could make up for it, like tashfumen. Yeah, You should have brought it the first day, but you didn't, all right. So you could bring it on Throughout the Tov, you're allowed to bring it the Yomtev Acherin Shechag. And even on the last day, Tov, meaning even shmini Yatzeras. You didn't bring Hagiga on the first day of Sukkis. You could bring it on the eighth day. even though shmini is kind of like a different Tov. Of our harega but once the yomtiv is over and you have not brought your Chagigah, you have a lost opportunity. You are no longer capable of making it up. Ravashi Amar, says He says that the korba Chagigah falls out on Shabbos, and also and also any time where it's capable of bringing a korba chagiga ma'achren. We always push it off. Even on, even if it falls out on Shavuos, the Karb which means Shavuos is one day in the Torah. If, I, if Shavuos falls out on Shabbos, what's going to happen if I don't bring the chagiga? I'm going to bring it after Shavuos. Shavuos is now over. He says, still, you're allowed to do that when it comes to yamtiv. The time we learned in the Mishnah, maidim. Everyone agrees. Shemchal atzeres lias pe If Shavuos comes out on Shabbos, sheyoyim achachar you're even allowed to shech the korban chagiga after Shabbos. Meaning on on Pesach and and uh, Sukkis, you have throughout which is a longer yomtiv. You'll have throughout the yomtiv to bring your korban chagiga. But Shavuos, which is one day, so then. Will allow it to be pushed off, and you're actually going to bring the carbon chagiga when it's no longer the chag, when it's no longer yomtiv. Okay. Amar Rebbe Lazar, Amar Rabbi Chanina, Rabbi Elazar tells us in the name of Rabbi Chanina a story. Rabbi Notanatia Etia Rabbi planted a plant on Purim top of Amud and he also took a full-fledged bath publicly in Sipari, on Shabbat Tammuz, to let people know that you're allowed to take a bath on Shabbat Tammuz. And he wanted to get rid of Tishabav. What does it mean he wanted to get rid of Tishabov? Yeah? So the shamir explained, he wanted to make Tishabov the same level of mourning as the other fast. And remove its severity. But Achamim did not agree with him. Now, let's explain what happened. Rababa Bar Zabda says to Rabbi Yalazar, quoting Rabbi Chanina, who told us the story. Okay, he says, one second. Rabbi, like Achaya that's that's not really what happened. Ella, rather, let me explain. Yais Shechaliyais Bishabasabi. The year, that year that we're talking about Rebbe, Tishuba fell out on a Shabbos, Udachenulakhar a Shabbos. And therefore, it was when was Tisha B'av observed? On Sunday. Viomar Rabbi, and that's when Rebbe said, once we're not once Tisha B'av falls out on Shabbos, you don't fast on Sunday. That's B'Av. Rabbi's opinion was, if there's no Tishba, you know what's going to happen this year? There's no fast. That was Rabbi's opinion. However, if Lehoda Chacham, Chacham did not agree with him, Kari Alei, and, and uh, uh, Rabbi Lazar responded to him in gratitude for this clarification, toivim hashnayim mino echad, better two than one. Meaning, when I first heard it on my own, I, it was a mistake, but when you have two people conversing in Torah learning you're going to come out with true clarity. I heard the story one way, you heard the story a different way. You're, you have the correct version, and therefore I'm grateful that you came and clarified. It's always, when two people sit and learn together, which right here, we have a whole chavra, right? We're sitting here learning, it's always better. You come out with a, a uh, much higher level of MS. Okay, now we're going to continue with our focus on this, Story, though, of Rebbe. What did we say? Three things Rebbe did. Rebbe planted a plant on Purim. He bathed on Shabbos Batamus, And he got rid of Tisha B'av, which we just clarified means when Tisha B'av falls out on Shabbos, he wanted to remove it, you know, remove the fast. But let's get back to the first two. The Rebbe heichi the How is Rebbe allowed to go plant a planting on Purim? Are you allowed to go work the land on Purim. Simcha, Mishta, Purim is a day of gladness and rejoicing. Simcha means no eulogies. Mishta, what do you mean a feast? You're not allowed to fast. Viyomtiv, and a day of gladness. What does that mean? You're not allowed to go and do any works. So how are? We, how's Rabbi allowed to go plant trees? Why is he allowed to plant the planting? What are you doing? Working out in your garden. Answered the Gemara. Eller, rather, you know what happened, Rebbe Barar Beisar ave Here's what happened. Rebbi wasn't lived in an unwalled city. Vechinata, and he planted bechamisarnot on the fifteenth. So the is, at least at this step, is letting us know if you live in a place where you are, you're, you're keeping Purim on the fourteenth, you're allowed to go to work on the fifteenth. Fourteenth, no, but the fifteenth, even though it's Purim for some people in Galil Yisrael, I'm allowed to go to work because I don't live in the walled city. Says says, is that true? Let me tell you, is it true that Rebbe kept the 14th day of Adar? Rebbe lived in Tiberia. and Tiveria is a walled city, so that's a bad explanation of the case. Rebbe had uh, Purim on the 15th. Ella, rather, switch it around, you're right. So Rebbe Bar what happened was, Rebbe was a 15th dayer. And he was planting on the 14th. That's what happened. Says the Gemara, okay, fine, but one second. Here's the problem. The problem is, now I'll introduce the problem outside first to explain. Even though we just established Teveria was walled from the times of Yeshua Benun, we're now going to bring down that it actually was, Teveria itself is a doubtful city. And therefore, they actually should be keeping two days apart. And the question is going to become, if they're, a doubt, if they're in doubt whether they were walled from the time of Yeshua Benon, so Rebbe could not have should not be allowed to plant on the fourteenth or fifteenth. Okay, let's get into this. Umib le, is it so simple? That Teveria is walled from the times of Yeshua Benon. Is that so? Is it so simple that they should read on the fifteenth? Vahachizkia, but Chizkia kari betTeveria Chizkiah used to read Megillah on 14th and 15th. Why? Because Misafkaleh, he was in doubt. Whether it was walled from the times of Yeshua ben Nun or not. Says the Gemara, okay, very nice. The Chizkiah Mishafkalei. Chizkiah had a doubt. However, the Rebbe Pshitolei, Rebbe knew to keep it on the 15th. Therefore, you have no question. Rebbe knew, and therefore he was working on the 14th. He was planting on the 14th because he knew that Teveria should always keep on the 15th, unlike Chizkiah. Says the Gemara, how can Rebbe be so sure? Is it so simple that to Rabbi, should it be so simple to Rabbi that Tepharia keeps on the 15th? Me, Shari, is it, I'm sorry, and just because it's, it's simple to him, is it allowed to plant? in Megillah's ta'inis, but it says in Megillah's ta'inis again, let's remind ourselves, this was the Megillah written about all the days where it's forbidden to fast. Esyayim arba asar, v'esyayim chamisha asar, both the fourteenth and the fifteenth are day of Purim for us. behind. We don't give hespedim on these days. The reason why it says the fourteenth and fifteenth are usher and hesped is letting us know that it's 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 um, forbidden to give hespedim on the fourteenth for the fifteenth. And the fifteenth for the fourteenth. So you see very clearly that whether or not you're in doubt about what category of p'tebery is, be it as it may, either way, you don't do hespedim and you don't do hespedim on both days. So you see that both days should be kept, says the Gemara. But that's only answers. That's only with Hespid. That's not about work. Hanimi behespedu No hesped and kindness we don't do on purim or shushan purim. There's no such thing as not being allowed to go to work on Shushan Purim. When we, we don't work on we take a day off. of work on Purim, in, here in St. Louis. But Shushan you're allowed to go to work, even though there's going to be no Aspedim. Says the Gemara ini, is that true? Rab saw somebody planting flax on Purim. cursed them. and the flax didn't grow. And then we're assuming that it wasn't this guy's day of Purim the Gemara says, no, it was his day. And everybody agrees. When it's your day of Purim, a person should not be going out to work. The other day, if it's not your Purim, you can go to work. So why was this guy cursed? Because it was his day. Okay, clear, period. That's a a very clear understanding. So what were we trying to understand? We were trying to understand why Rebbe was planting a planting on Purim. And what did we say? He lived in Tveria, and he was which kept the 15th, and he was planting on the 14th. Ah, you're allowed to do that? Says the Gemara, yeah. Even though on the 14th we wouldn't give a and we don't fast, but as far as going to work and working the fields, no issue whatsoever. If you're, if you're Again, if your day is the 15th day, you can go to work on the 14th. Okay. Rabbah Omar. the son of Rava says, Afilu We can even explain that actually Rebbe was not planting on the 14th when he kept the 15th. Maybe Rebbe was planting on Purim itself for him. Maybe he was planting on the 15th. Hespid Layu, kabilu It's very possible you could say that. Hesped and Tynes, people were mekabel on themselves. But Melacha, going to work, people were never mekabel on themselves. Okay? Even on Purim. Why? Now, how can you even have such an opinion? To make Siv. In the Megillah, it says at first, Simcha u Mishta v'yamtif. First it says, there's Simcha, there's joy. Mishta, parties, v'yamtif, and a holiday and later on it says, when it's passed down for all generations, Laasos to make these days, may, days of Mishta Visimcha. yamtif It doesn't mention yamtiv. You hear us? Originally, by the original day of Purim, it says it was they established a Simcha Mishta Vyamtif. But for later generations, you know what it says? Mishta V'Simcha. It doesn't say Yomtif. And Yomtif were those words that forbade work. Okay? So maybe that's, says, says Rabba, the son of Rabba, maybe that's why Rebbe worked. Because you could actually work on Purim. Says the Gemara, the Ella Rav, my time of One second. If you're going to tell me that a person's permitted to work on a regular Pedim, what's with the story of Rav cursing out the guy for planting flax? According to your opinion, that Yom Tif was only for then and not for now he let him work what he cursing him for says the Gemara uh, I'll explain to you because this was a situation where something was permitted in Halacha and some people have a Minug to not work in Rebbe's place it was permitted to work In the story of Rav, the Minog was otherwise. You know what the Gemara is answering? Very interesting. No eulogies, no fasting. For us nowadays. What about going to work? The Gemara says, it depends on the minnag amokom. It depends on the custom of the place. In the city of Rav, the custom was no working on Purim. And therefore, Rav saw somebody breaking the minog, cursed him out. Right? They point out, minhag, rearranged in its letters, is gehenim. What does that mean? Even though it's not a halacha, you've got to take custom seriously. There's a right way to do things and a wrong way. If this is the custom in the place, don't say, oh, blah, 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 blah. doesn't say in the Torah. That's the accepted custom in Klai Yisrael, There's a reason for that, for better and for worse. For better and for worse, meaning sometimes you might find a minigan in Klai Yisrael, where Klai Yisrael is being lenient on something in a community. Be very careful to judge that custom. I'm not talking about a foolish custom, but a custom. There's certain things that Klai Yisrael does. Don't be mighty laws on Klai Yisrael. If this is what's accepted by the community, be very, be very hesitant to try to be a little more religious than everybody else. Okay? As long as, it, as, long as they're falling in line with halach. So for better and for worse, it goes both ways. Says the Gemara, listen, in Rav's City, custom was no work. So Rav cursed the guy out for working. In the city of Rebbe, they didn't have the custom. So, Rebbe could have planted his tree on Perim itself, no problem. Or you could say, even in the city of Rebbe, they didn't permit work. However, Rebbe Natiya Sho Simcha Natah, listen to this beautiful. Rebbe was planting a tree of Simcha. A tree of Simcha. Now, what in the world is a tree of Simcha? What is this? He's giving me he donated money to the, uh, what's that, what's that is a fund? Uh, the fund to plant trees in Israel. Um forget what the fund's called. All right, but it says Rebbe was planting a happy tree. Now what is a happy tree? The Mish is gonna explain. Keep the don't do the Mishnah. Abu naanu what happens if, if the community is fasting and there's still no rain? they start to do less business and get into shul a little more. B'binion they stop building. Ubinatiyyah and they stop planting. And they cut down on the engagements and the marriages. Allah. And we learned about the Mishnah Binyan, What does it mean, building? What do you mean they slow down with the building? They don't build happy buildings. What's a happy building? Or Natiya Or happy plantings. What's that? Azuhin, what's considered a happy building? Zabina bayis of is somebody who builds a new house for their son-in-law. Azuin Natiya Shal what's considered Natioshimcha, Za Nateah a person who was planting a tree for the kings. Let's explain what this is. It's this is fascinating, and this was a actually pretty smart, if you ask me, uh, procedure of how things worked when somebody would get married. When somebody would marry off their daughter, they would build an additional room onto their home for the new young couple. Instead of having to take out a big mortgage, and now having to support a whole nother family completely, right? Sometimes we could support our own family. But you want to start asking me to support five families, <laughs> how many people could do that? Who has the ability? All of a sudden your kid's are getting married and you got to start, right? Hashem gave you enough for what? Like, you know, how do you handle that? Well, what they used to do is it wasn't a whole nother family as soon as they got married. They would add a, they would add a, a separate room onto their homes and that's where the the young couple lived to start out till they got till they got on their own two feet. Okay, that was the binyan Sho simcha, that this additional room was signified, the marriage. And what's a planting of simcha when a prince was born? They would plant a tree, and that tree would grow along with the prince. And when the prince got older, they would, um, they would. Um, use that wood on behalf of the prince and they would also the prince would use the wood that would use the tree itself to protect them in the heat and this was like a special tree that kind of grew along with them it grew, grew along with the prince it says the Gemara perhaps that's the type of tree that Rebbe was planting and that's why he was allowed to do it on Purim a usual planting of work you're not allowed to do but a planting of joy would be mutter on Purim. Okay. Deviled. Period. Done with that discussion. Gufa. A piece of a previously quoted discussion. Chizkia bar Chizkiah wasn't sure how to handle Tveria. It was unwalled? So he would read the Megillah on the 14th and the 15th. He wasn't doubt. Whether it was well from time to Yeshua or not. Is there a doubt about how to handle Tveria's status? but it says Vari Mibzar at Sidim. Vari what are considered fortified cities? Tsidim, Tser, the Chamas, Rakas, the Kineres, the Kineret, the Kaimalon, Rakas, Zutveria. And we said Rakas is the city of Tveria. So listen, if it was fortified by the times of the Navi, it's clearly walled from the times of Yehoshua. Why is there a doubt? What's the, what's the suffix? Says the Gemara, and the Gemara, was in doubt because Mishum de Gisa Shura de Since one wall of Tveria is the Kinaret, right, is a river, he knew that it was fortified. The problem was, one, one side of the fortification is a river. And he didn't know whether one side on the river makes it, a consi- a, a, allows it to keep its status as a walled city as far as the laws of Megillah are concerned. Says the Gemara, Yachi, if that's true. What's the doubt? Vaday lav If one side is only water, that's certainly not considered a wall. How do I know that the Tanya? Because the Brisa teaches us. something that has a wall, igar, not considered a, a wall where you have a, like a, a townhomes along one side of the city. That doesn't uh, give it a status of walled. Savid, what does it mean? Surrounded. Pratle excludes a city like Tiberia that has water on one side. You see, clearly a one side of water makes it lose its status as a walled city. So what's the doubt? It should certainly read on the 14th. Answer the Gemara. No, maybe as far as being considered a walled city for the laws of a home going back to its original owner like a Bote irchaima, then and very clearly it's not considered a walled city. Kika Masafkaleh, but he is concerned, he does have a doubt, as far as Mikra Megillah is concerned, my my Mukafim. What is the in in Megillah's Esther? When it says that Prozim, open cities, read on the 14th, and Mukafim, surrounded cities, read on the fifteenth. What did the Megillah mean? What did Mordechai and Esther mean when they wrote those words? The when they wrote it into the Megillah. What's the shaila? Mishum Dahani Miglu. Here's the problem. It's kind of, it said, whatever's open 14th, close 15th. Tiveria is like a middle. Dahani Miglu, it's open. Dahani Lai Miglu, and some aren't open. Vahanami Megalia. Listen, Tiveria is kind of open because there's water on one side. So maybe it's the 14th. I Mishum Dahani Miglu. Or maybe the whole purpose of reading on the 15th is any city that's been protected since the time of Yeshua. Even if it's seen, it's protected. Water on one side gives it protection. An unwalled city is unprotected. But Megani is protected. So maybe it's read the 15th. So to finish, to finish off the explanation, says the Gemara, because of this, back and forth, in the Megillah, like not being sure what Mordechai and Esther meant, he was in doubt, period. Hence, he would read the Megillah both on the 14th and the 15th. Clear? Again, Tveria is quasi. It's surrounded with a wall from Yeshua Benon, but one side is open. In the Megillah, it talks about the revealed cities read of the 14th. The unrevealed read the 15th. Ah, what does that mean? Right? Revealed, and as far as can be seen, you can see into Tveria should read the 14th. If it means protected, Tveria is protected in the 15th. Beautiful. Ravasi Kari Megillah Ravasi would read in the city of Hutzel as well, 14th and 15th. He also had a doubt about that city. <muchaf-kalei> he was in doubt whether it was surrounded from times of Shobanun or not. I-k-a-d-a-am-ar, some say Amrabasi, Hai Hutzl, the base Yamin, shubunun, he, that some people held that he knew for sure that it was considered walled, and therefore you read the Megillah on the fifteenth. Rev. Yechanan says, "Ki when I was a young sheep, when I was a kid, Amina milsa Sheona Lisoftaya. I said a, I had a Shiloh to my, you know the word saba is like a grandfather, right? The I had a question um, that I asked the older people top of tomorrow's daf. The istakach kavosi. I said something as a kid." And it turned out that I was right. All right. So Rabbi Eichanan is letting us know that when he was a kid, he said something very smart that even the elders agreed with him about. And what did he say? We will Hashem, continue on Matzi Shabbos, leave off the middle of our story. we to tomorrow's daf. Um, we will pick up on Matzi Shabbos, Hashem, at six toidi. At 6.30 p.m. on Mati Shabbos. We'll begin again with Rabbi Yechanan's smart statement. That, uh, that he said as a child. Have a wonderful, wonderful Shabbos everybody. And in case...